Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. Well, this week, John Deere Classic. But before we get into that, we're still celebrating the fact we had another winner last week, Rocket Mortgage Classic. It was finally the time for Ricky Fowler to add another title to his resume and lift that trophy. And I had a milk as my outright favorite. But it's a team effort. And combined, we've had three winners in the last four events. Yeah, we've been watching Ricky Fowler uh, evolve since he moved back to Butch Harmon. I, I saw Butch Harmon in Florida, talked to him about, this was maybe three months ago, talked about Ricky and what he's working on. Ricky talks about what he's been working on a little bit with Butch, not giving too much away, but you can see it coming. He had a great U.S. Open. He got a little bit run over in the final group uh, at the U.S. Open a few weeks ago. Diane, Los Angeles Country Club, Wyndham Clark <coughs> and Roy McIlroy ran away from Ricky. But yes, um, we, we track the trends, Diane. We look at the last seven weeks of the strokes gain, things working that way for Ricky. I think I think yesterday, I didn't get to see it because I got home and you were texting me and I was trying to see what channel and it wasn't on the TV and all of a sudden, boom, it was over and uh, Ricky had won. So good for him. That should propel him, uh, Diane, into a sort of a new e- area, maybe Ryder Cup, maybe one of the favorites now at the Open Championship in a few weeks. Uh, he likes it over there, so mm-hmm. all good for him. I would say definitely Ryder Cup now. Um, and when I picked him last week, you had said to me, oh, are you not saving him for the Open? But I'm like, no, <laughs> we can pick him for both. But Well, it, didn't he win the Scottish Open at your hometown area? Yeah, he did. Yeah, a, a while ago now. Um, when, you know, because Ricky, we were used to seeing Ricky win all the time. And... Um, obviously he won the players he won the Scottish Open um, he's still yet to add a major to that resume however we have one coming up in just a couple of weeks and you know heading over he's going to be playing in the Genesis Scottish Open next week then the Open Championship the following week and it's just a great time for him and I loved uh, two things I loved his reaction when the winning putt went in there was no big fist pump or jumping for joy. There was an exhale of relief and, you know, validation for everything he'd been through, all the hard work he's put in recently to get his game back where it was and, you know, to return to winning ways. There was a, a great picture that, that's been doing the rounds of Ricky exhaling and looking so calm and his caddy's like jumping for joy. <laughs> and then, I like the one when he was with his daughter and she was, uh, she was playing with a golf ball on the ground. That was a good one for me because yeah. I have some photos of my kids when they were little and they, they look at them from time to time and yeah. see what they were doing. 
Now, I think Ricky will win another tournament this year, a bigger one. We have to note this tournament was a little bit lack of all the superstar players. However, we are just wiping that away because we still picked the winner, Diane. This week's a little bit the same. We've got a, a less of a feel, but a very interesting story. The John Deere Classic uh, in Moline, Illinois, has produced a lot of very interesting champions over the years. A lot of guys get their start up here in the yeah. Quad Cities. Yeah. Well, last week, actually, at the Rocket Mortgage was the best field they'd had since 2012. So for them, it was brilliant. There was weather. That's why the tee times were moved up and the guys played in threes off split tees on Sunday. Um, but the, the fans obviously loved it and they were so behind Ricky coming down the stretch. But yeah, this week, as you said, it's the John Deere Classic um, at TBC Deer Run with the Scottish Open and then the Open Championship the following week. You know, all the big guys are sitting this one out because they're going to be travelling, they're going to be getting ready. But it's an opportunity week. And I think this is such an important time for us to really track those trends and look at these guys who have been close, who've been kind of hanging around leaderboards, still looking for a win, maybe even their first win on tour. Big year this year because it's the top 70 that make it to the playoffs in the FedEx Cup instead of the top 125. So guys that are, you know, round about that 70 number, a little bit outside this again, big week for them to make some moves and get in. I'm going to be factoring that in for sure. And then last year when JT Poston won, we had picked him on the tour report because he'd been playing well. He was coming off a runner-up finish the week before at the Travellers. So again, tracking the trends of a player who was there or thereabouts and was just looking to, to get over the finish line. So I love these kind of weeks because it means we can really dig deep into the guys and there's some great odds on offer too. Just stick with us, Diane. We're winning all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's a nice feeling. <laughs> I was searching for a while, so I'm glad that I'm, I'm finally back to some winning ways. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about TBC Deer Run because, um, you know, JT Poston last year won this at 21 under par. Um, Michael Kim won it in 2018 at 27 under par. Lucas Glover, 19 under. Um, Dylan Fratelli won it at minus 21 too. So it's going to be an easy, scoring week around this course it's just over 7,200 yards obviously not overly long but you've been looking at how the winners have got it done over the years yeah the winners have done it slightly different ways Diane on this course but I was there when they built this golf course it was built by uh, one of my guys that I played the tour with D.A. Wybring and we went up there to open the golf course Peter Jacobson was there Craig Stadler Corey Pavin all these guys, we all went up and opened this golf course, and it's on a beautiful piece of property, hilly, roly-poly, Iowa land, and it doesn't really – it's got a lot of dog legs that go, and we go to cross creeks and ravines. It's not a distance course. In fact, it's more of an accuracy course off the tee, but that's not really how they've won the tournament. The guys that have won the tournament over the last three or four years, they've either done it with putting, as you noted, really low score, so you've got to putt good to get to 20 under, let's face it. Or it's done with hitting the iron shots really well, but there's a slight exception to that, which is we've seen a couple of players miss a ton of greens and get the ball up and down phenomenally well. JT Poston finished first last year and up and down, only finished like 20th in putting. That was his strength. But 
So it tells me there's some room to chip the ball if you're playing maybe super aggressively, be missing greens. Some courses um, chipping around the greens. There's no chance to win the tournament by just chipping well because you, you're going to be too far back. But this one, uh, I'm focused on guys that hit the ball pretty well off the tee, Diane, don't have to be super long. Um, putting in green, hitting greens. That's where yeah. I'm at. That's the combo. Well, the fairways are tree-lined here, but they are wider than the PGA Tour average. But the rough is that Kentucky bluegrass rough, and it ranks as one of the hardest roughs to play from on the PGA Tour. And as we said, guys are going to have to score. We know the scoring is going to be low. So, yeah, premium on accuracy. The reason it's tough uh, out of this rough is because a lot of the second shots go over a ravine to a green tucked in a beautiful nest of trees. I mean, it happens like three or four times on the front nine, um, you know, six and seven and eight, you know, all these holes up in up in this tight little area have, have these second shots up over a little creek into this beautiful area. So if you drive it in a rough, you might not be able to get across the little ravine. Okay. Okay, well, the, the kind of the bigger names that we're looking at this week, um, Adam Hadwin, who was in that playoff with Ricky at the Rocket Mortgage last week. Taylor Moore had a good week last week. He's playing. Um, Adam Schenk, Taylor Montgomery, Denny McCarthy, Nick Taylor, who, of course, won the RBC Canadian Open not long ago. Um, you can see, uh, I'm not clutching at straws. I no disrespect to anyone, but... As you said, we're lacking that kind of like superstar power this week, which is fine. Um, and we're gonna They don't mind that up there. They yeah. do not mind it at the John Deere. They have a tremendous turnout. It's very much like the Travelers Tournament. The Travelers gets a lot of attention for what they do for the players. But John Deere is almost the same. They The people come from miles away. They set up their chairs and they camp out and they have tremendous crowds. Of course, they got the Pork Chop Hill on 16 where basically <laughs> – <laughs> they they cook pork chops and put it in between two pieces of white bread and hand it to you as you walk into the 17th tee, Diane. I mean, you can eat 50 pork chop sandwiches, boneless pork chops straight out of Iowa. Uh, well, you might be able to do better than a dozen. I don't know. But, but, oh, that's uh, funny. Uh, this morning, you know, I was I was thinking there's definitely some food item at this course that Elk's going to talk about. <laughs> and that is the pork chops. But the fans, the fans are great. They've, they've been supporting this tournament for, I don't know, 40 years. Okay. Uh, a lot of great champions have come out of this uh, event. Diane Jordan Speed, of course, won here in 2013 and 15. Got him on his way, his first tournament. Bryson DeJambeau in 2017. And, of course, Steve Stricker won here in 2009, 2010, 2011. And what does Steve Stricker do with his game? Not crazy long off the tee, but really accurate good iron player and then just phenomenal putter. And when I think about this particular course, Diane, I look back here. I mean, I can see why Bryson won. I can see why Jordan won, hold a bunker shot on the last hole. But to me, uh, it's all about Steve Stricker and how he plays golf because he just smoked this course three years in a row. He yeah. embarrassed us up there for three years in a row, Diane. <laughs> Okay then, well, let's get into our picks before we start talking about other names because I have a feeling some of them are going to pop up. Um, outright favourites, ones to watch and dark horses at over 100 to 1. Do you want to start? I know that your picks, um, yeah, not a little bit all over the place, but you've got three names that you're pretty passionate about this week. Yeah, I am. I think I'm going to give you my uh, outright winner, but I, my one to watch 
I could I could swap it with you. I could I could put him up top, but I have to put the one who's the highest ranked on top, and that's Danny McCarthy. He's been there all year. Had a week off last week. We re-ranked the field this week uh, for ourselves to strokes gains total. How are these guys doing all year? And then we ranked them against one another in this field. We took away what they're doing for the as opposed to everyone, and we just put how are they doing. Denny McCarthy's on top of that list, Diane. He's played good almost every week. His stats are unbelievable. And the only thing left for him to do is win a tournament. He swings good. He shot a 60 at the other day uh, playing with Patton Kazar in Hartford. He didn't play good on the weekend, but Denny McCarthy is just crazy good. Yeah, and he almost won at Memorial this year. Yes, yes. Playoff. Yeah, when you talk about Steve Stricker and the Steve Stricker model of getting it done, i.e., you know, not massively long off the tee, but very precise, amazing putter, like that's Denny McCarthy. He's one of the greatest putters on the PGA Tour. He's ranked third in strokes game putting right now. And as you say, he's had some fantastic finishes. So the win, I picked it. Like your Ricky Fowler pick. It's yes. like the same as your Ricky Fowler pick. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. And with JT Poston last year, who came off a hot finish the week prior, had been playing really well. Um, you know, for him, it was the putting, as always, with him and the approach. Yeah, and baby. that really fits to, yeah, fits to Denny McCarthy's game too. So 14 yeah, to yeah. one. Well, no, 16 to one, actually, is probably the highest I've found for Denny. Um, I was going to pick him because there's no way I've picked him so many times. He just got engaged not long ago, too. So you've got that little bit to go into the equation. <laughs> okay. Very relaxed, right? I'm looking for players. What I, what I like about Denny McCarthy, normally we talk about momentum, which you just you just rightfully laid out how much momentum McCarthy has. But the thing I like about the most about him this week is he had a week off last week. Mm-hmm. And he's fresh coming into here, playing great. So I'm going with McCarthy up top. Yeah, 10 top 20 finishes this season and um, five of those have been within the top eight. So it's just amazing for him. All right then. And he finished uh, sixth year last year. So likes the course. <laughs> I am... Perfect for him. Yeah. Um, my outright favourite is a guy who's also been playing well and he's coming off a top seven, a, a T7 finish last week at the Rocket Mortgage. At 33 to 1, I am taking Adam Schenk, who when we did our Strokes Gain re-ranking, he's coming in at number 10 in that re-ranking. But, um, you know, his success this season has been coming in waves. He's got two runner-up finishes and two T7 finishes. And then in between that, like he missed a cut at the US Open, missed a cut at the Travelers, but he got to, what, 20 under par last week at the Rocket Mortgage and finished seventh. (laughs) Talks about the low scoring. But he's got brilliant tournament history here. Finished fourth in 2021 and sixth in 2019. Now his stats for the tournament uh, overall, last year he withdrew after the first round. He shot like a 77 in the opening round and had a terrible time. So I've been looking at it. It has to be an injury of some sort because it was very out of character for him on this course in particular. And he was super disappointed. So, you know, throw that out a little bit. However, he's been playing really well obviously been putting great um 
you know, green across the board, 19th in strokes gained putting right now, 33rd in approach. But there's two things, part of the magic formula that I'm throwing into Adam Schenk this week. First of all, I had a baby in May. Wife Courtney gave birth to their son. And... That's a big plus for you. Yeah, huge, huge plus. He posted a picture on his social media back in April of him sitting on a John Deere tractor. So he bought like a John Deere tractor. Him and his wife both come from agricultural backgrounds and he bought this John Deere tractor and posted a picture with the dog. And I'm like, maybe this is gonna be one of those really cool full circle moments. So Adam Schenk, 33 to one. He is my outright favorite this week. Well, he's gonna be motivated. He's a tractor guy, farm people, I like it. <laughs> okay, right, so Denny McCarthy at 16 to one, and then I have Adam Schenk at 30. They, they have a thing for the players up there called the Big Dig, which, you, uh-huh. which is they have all the big, all the big tractors and, and all the equipment, you're allowed to go dig holes with it and everything. A lot of the players say it's the most fun of any, any tournament they ever have. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to just go dig a hole or push stuff around. They said it's awesome. And, yeah, I've seen them do it with their kids. And the winner gets a John Deere too. So maybe Adam Schenk uh, didn't need to buy that one. So I remember seeing JT Poston last year with his John Deere that he got in the end. So... Brilliant. But yeah, all these added things, you never know. It's a lovely way of uh, fate coming together and tying a nice bow around everything. So those are our outright favourites. Ones to watch. Um, my guy this week, I'm finding him at 40. Yeah, 40 to 1. Do you want to go first or do you want me to kick up? Keep going. Okay. Well, I am taking a German this week. Steven Jaeger is my one to watch, as I said, at 40 to 1. Now, having a really solid season of golf, one of these guys that's, you know, kind of quietly going about his business and has got himself within the top 70 in the FedEx Cup standings. So he's number 67 right now. We know that 70 is the golden number at the end of the Wyndham Championship. So he's in a strong position, but he's going to have to maintain that position and really gain some valuable points. And with this being such an opportunity week with the field, great for Steven Yeager. He's finished within the top 25 six times this season. And last week at the Rocket Mortgage, ended up finishing in a tie for ninth. He shot 63 in the final round, but he went six under over his last six holes to really catapult himself up there, which is great. So ton of confidence. The putting is the part of the game that is not going great for him, but he didn't putt all that great last week, still made all those birdies, and obviously still got himself a top 10 finish. But I love Steven Yeager. He's sixth around the green, which as you say, looking at how JT Poston won it last year, that was the big area. Um, He's ninth in strokes gained total when we did our re-ranking as well. So a great time for him and highly motivated at 40 to one for Steven Yeager. I like it. Um, I've got a bit of a throwback pick here, even though this kid is super young. Um, I played against his mother back in the, back in the day, this young man. Um, I'm talking about Eric Cole and I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm kind of picking Eric Cole to win this tournament actually. Okay. Even though I've got Danny McCarthy, and I have to go with McCarthy because he's above him. But Eric Cole's ranked third this week. Let me tell you about Eric Cole. He's, you know, he's son of Laura Barr or Laura Bohr. Laura Barr, which yeah. one? 
think it's Bog. B A U G H. Is that how you spell yeah. it? Laura, Laura, Laura Bob. Yeah, we're we are not it. the right people to be talking about the pronunciation. Exactly, of it. Laura Ball. Yeah. Laura Bob. One or the other. Laura Bob. Uh, to a famous tour player, LPGA player. Anyway, Eric Cole uh, has played super this year. Got me uh, at the Honda Classic, finished second. He was a guy that's wearing those tight little pants with, around his ankle, but he looks okay in them because he only weighs about 130. Um, he's played great this season, Diane. His last six weeks on tour, he's like 34th, 8th, 35th, 24th. And then he's had a week off, but no, I want to note when he left the Travelers, he drove all night to Pittsburgh and played in a tournament that I played in. It was called the old Frank Fuhrer Pro-Am, 72 holes against a bunch of tour players and a bunch of club pros that raised all this money in Pittsburgh. Yeah, He won that by about eight strokes and then gave all the money that he won, like 40 grand, to the charity there. So he, he, he you know, he's obviously set in his mind what he's doing. His stats, Diane... Is the only guy on the board, he's number three this week, who's improved his stats over the last seven weeks, all four of them, 93rd in off the tee. I'm not worried about that because he's not that long. Steve Stricker model, perfect. Uh, approach, top 20, uh, around the green 12th, and then putting is ninth. I reckon Eric Cole is going to win this tournament at wow. 33 to 1. Okay. So, but yeah, because you're taking him as your one to watch, but really he's the one that you've definitely got your eye on as your outright favourite. He's done everything but win. Mm-hmm. He just won a 72-hole Pro-Am by about eight strokes, had yeah. a week off, gave all the money away. So he's not worried about money. I love that, meaning that I love kids that aren't that worried about money because they're dangerous. They play for golf for the for the trophy. I just think I'm picking him Right at the top, right here, Diane. One more week, right here, this week. Okay. And good karma is going to come back to Eric Cole for donating that money. And we, um, we that, uh, yeah, he just finished sixth at the Canadian Open not long ago as well. But I love it. And one thing I really love is that every time he is doing well, his mum is on Twitter as his biggest cheerleader. So there you go, Eric Cole. Hopefully, she's going to be tweeting this week. And um, and his mother, his mother was good friends with Jan Stevenson, who was a bit of a oh, let's call it what it is. She was a bit, they were both a bit of a sex symbol back in the eighties. They were both really attractive lady golfers. And Laura, his mother's blonde, pretty, great swing. Same with Jan Stevenson coming out of Australia. So those two, they wore all the fashion. They were good players. Yeah. They walked the walk, Diane. They were cool. I met Jan Stevenson with you at the PGA merchandise show. Remember, she was there. She's got her own brand of uh, liquor, and we were getting all the samples from her. <laughs> That's right. But she was great fun. We had a good time with her. Okay, so Eric Cole is going to be your one to watch at 33 to 1. Um, but again, tremendous season for him so far. Okay, so I'm taking Steven Yeager at 40 to 1, and you have Eric Cole at 33 to 1. Then we move on to our dark horses in the long shots at 100 to 1 plus. Um, and I think last week with Troy Merritt, he was mine at like, what, 300 to 1. Great example, he ended up finishing in a tie for 17th. So, you know, maybe we're not saying that these long shots are going to go out and win, although. Martin Laird did that one time in Vegas. But, you know, take them for a top 10, for a top 20, and there's definitely going to be value in there. So um, it's definitely good to pay attention to these guys. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> Kick it off. 
Well, I've got a long shot, Diane, and in 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 old car terms, because I drive old cars. This guy just put on a new muffler on the back of his car, and he is now running very nicely. And of course, I'm talking about 130 to one shot Lucas Glover, okay. who has been putting terrible all season, but moved to the long putter last week at the Rocket Mortgage and finished in the top ten in putting for the week and finished fourth in the tournament. Now, everything else on his sheet is looking really nice, so I'm just trying to think. I know uh, Lucas well, he's past U.S. Open champion. Going to this tournament, he won this tournament two years ago. How much confidence do you think Lucas has with his putting, Diane, after being – well, let me, just, let me just zoom in here a little bit on putting on Lucas Glover. Okay. He was 127th on putting – uh, seven weeks ago, then 111, then 110, and after that ninth place finish, he jumped 40 spots to 79th, and he's on a he's on a, a mission now to get better. But maybe, hey, maybe we've seen Ricky Fowler went to a change his putter, and now that's the hottest putter out there. Everyone's wanting to buy it. Maybe Lucas Glover is going to have some more magic at this course. He won it two years ago, as I said. Exactly. And, you know, heading back after a great week last week to a course he's won on before, like that's going to be great confidence. Where is he in the FedEx Cup right now? Do you have it in front of you? I'm going to tell you. Yeah, it'll be good to see. Uh, FedEx Cup 130th. Okay. So it's, the time is very motivated. Yeah. The time is just perfect to put a little something down at uh, top 20, top 10, Lucas Glover. Okay, I like it. Great pick. And what are his odds? 130 to 1. Okay. Well, my guy, Ariel Fowler. Time out. FedEx Cup ranking is 130. His odds are 90 to 1. So we'll just push that just up a tad to 100. Well, I'm really glad you said that, actually, because my guy is coming in at 90 to 1 as well. But I found him at 125 to 1. So I bet you if I had a little dig around, I'd be able to find Lucas Glover over 100 to 1 too. So we're both good. We're fine. Fair enough. Um, my guy is a rookie on the PGA Tour after getting in through the Corn Ferry Tour last year and he started his PGA Tour career with a string of missed cuts. However, something clicked in May when he finished third at the Puerto Rico Open and since then, Carson Young has had five top 25 finishes and his stats are great. Um, you know, obviously we were talking about the fact that the rough is tough to play from this week. He leads the tour in consecutive fairways hit. So I thought that was quite a cool stat this week. Um, His approach game is, yeah, his approach game is um, definitely one of the strengths. But again, somebody who you just have to kind of notice is on those leaderboards, he's got a fantastic moustache. (laughs) So you'll see the TV coverage. If he's doing well, then they like to cover him and talk about the fact that he's got this amazing facial hair. But Again, you know, the confidence for Carson Young after a couple of good weeks and some really good numbers, especially putting, I really like. Um, And when you look at his strokes gained right now, um, rank versus field for, you know, since the Rocket Mortgage, he's sitting at 28th uh, strokes gained putting. So I'm taking Carson Young this week as my dark horse at, we're going to say 125 to 1 because that's what I found him at. (laughs) Now, let me just confirm something with you. You're taking Carson Young 
Yes. Not Cameron Young. No. Of course, I'm talking about Cameron Young, the one that dueled with uh, Cameron Smith down the, the wire at St Andrews last year in the Open Championship. Where is Cameron Young, and why is why aren't we talking about Cameron Young? Because he was so hot. Yeah. Uh, well, Cameron Young is definitely the um, you know leading name playing this week. He's sitting. I found I found the problem. Uh, okay. <laughs> very, very quickly. Um, there's one red number, and that red number is very important. 115th in putting uh, strokes gained. So he's losing a couple of couple of strokes a day to the field, to the average yeah. in putting and not picking it up somewhere else. Now, Scotty Scheffler is also a very similar model, but Scheffler plays so well. The other stats cover he, – he beats everybody with the – other three stats combined, Diane, he just overshadows his average putting. I never really think of Scotty Scheffler as a, that average of putter, like super average, but it's been proven to me through the stats. Yeah. Cameron Young, he's got to get cracking here. Yeah, the around the green numbers aren't great for him, which, as we said, when we look at how JT Poston won it last year. And yeah, you know, guys have won it in a variety of ways here, but um, his around the green and his putting are his two worst stats. So Cameron Young, I mean, we were bigging him for the PGA Championship and, um, you know, it was kind of in his neck of the woods and it just hasn't been, we just haven't really seen anything great from Cameron Young, especially compared to what we thought we would see from him, you know, still yet to get his first win on the PGA Tour. So I'm not picking him this week. No. <clears throat> Now, I don't know if there's any coincidence. You know, the word was that Cam Young had a big offer from Live Golf and he decided not to take it. I think he publicly said that he decided to stay on the tour. Do you think that this is all a little bit of a hangover from that uh, a little bit? Or do you think there's just some other things going on with that putting? Yeah, I don't think it would be a hangover because I think if anything, he'd be looking to really show everyone that he made the right decision by staying on the PGA Tour and going out there and dominating and living up to the hype that was surrounding him. You know, he finished runner-up at the Open Championship last year. So I don't think it's any sort of like a hangover from his decision. But I mean, his his best result over the last seven weeks has been a tie for 32nd which is not what we expected from Cam Young, Cam Young, who had a string of runner-up finishes right out of the gate when he joined the PGA Tour. So um, there's just there seems to be something up right now, and the red numbers are on the greens. <laughs> so when you, when you think about Cameron Young, how, how he was like the next guy that's going to win a tournament, right? And you look at Danny McCarthy and how these guys acquire their stats or they work on their stats all season, and which one, someone's got a missing stat. Imagine if Cameron... Cameron Young putted like Danny McCarthy. I mean, Danny McCarthy's the best putter on tour. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy where you'll see that one week stat, even though they've got three good ones, it's one week week one and it pulls them down, drags them down terribly. Yeah, exactly. Okay then. So I'm taking Carson Young at 125 to one, and you have Lucas Glover, who's gonna be round about the same odds. <laughs> I want to finish this uh, telecast with the greatest comeback story or the greatest story of in Quad Cities history, Diane. Do you want it? Yeah, of course. Is it well, better than the pork not, chop sandwich? <laughs> no, well, it didn't involve a pork chop sandwich, but it, it involved a guy that could eat the most pork chop sandwiches. Okay. In 1996, Diane, of course, we know when Tiger Woods came on the tour and won the Masters in 1997, Ed Fiore, the shortest hitter on the PGA Tour, was paired with Tiger Woods, tied for the lead after 54 holes in Quad Cities at the tournament. 
after two holes, Tiger Woods had a three-shot lead. Now, he went on to, to do everything he's done. Can you imagine the advantage that Tiger Woods had over Ed Fiore after two holes? Ed Fiore tracked him down. All day it took him to get to the 17th hole. Ed Fiore, by the way, was 190th on the money list. If we were, if we were putting odds on this today, think about what would be the chances of Ed Fiore coming out of 190th on the money list playing against the, the hottest player the world's ever going to see for the next 25 years. Birdied 17 with a two-iron par three and closed out Tiger Woods in 1996 Quad Cities. And Eddie bought a boat with the money. And the name of the boat is the Tiger Killer. No way. <laughs> that is a great story. Gosh, I mean, he would have been, if you look at guys that are in that you know, position on the money list right now, they're going to be like, what, 400, 500 to one entering this week. That's so, wow, the tiger killer. I wonder if he's still got that boat. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Oh, what a great story. That's so good. Well, as we say, I mean, that just goes back to what we were saying at the start of the show. It's a real opportunity week this week. And people, guys are really going to see it like that, you know, and... Um, we look at these names like Denny McCarthy, like Eric Cole, like Adam Schenk, who have been creeping there or thereabouts. You know, to them, this is going to be the week with the confidence that they can, you know, cross the line and get it done. Blaine McAllister, who went to University of Houston, Ed Fiore went to the University of Houston as well with Bruce Litsky, the late Bruce Litsky. We went out to watch some holes. And on the third hole with uh, Tiger Woods two up, is a long par four, like the longest hole on the course. Tiger Woods hit his drive 122 yards past Eddie off the tee. <laughs> Ed hit a three-wood on the green as the hardest hole in the course, and Tiger hit a sand wedge. Oh, and my God. Ed Fiore took him down. It took him all day, and it was just – it was it was crazy. Oh, man, that is so great. I'm going to hit up YouTube and see if I can find some video highlights of this. <laughs> Absolutely, you will. I looked at him today. Okay, good. I'm going to go do that now. Yeah. Right, Elk, thank you so much. Um, next week is a big one because we get to talk about the Scottish Open, which for me is so bittersweet because obviously I love talking about it, but I hate not being there and I watch it on TV and I'm like filled with all this emotion that I want to be back in the motherland. Um, but we have the Scottish Open and then the Open Championship, two huge weeks on tour. And then there's also the um, alternate field events in Reno and in Kentucky as well. So there's a lot going on over the next two weeks on the PGA Tour. And we will be here to cover it all right here on the Tour Report and hopefully get another winner. <laughs>